Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Thanks so much for giving me the honor and the privilege of inviting me into your homes this morning or whenever you, you watch this. I really do appreciate the, the privilege and the honor of being able to to do this and I, I think it's exciting. I've got a message for us today and the title of that message is Freedom House or House of Freedom and the purpose is to encourage you, to encourage me, to encourage everyone that hears this message to walk in a greater level of freedom than ever before. So to lay the platform for this morning, let's go. Galatians 5 verse 1. Let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely, wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back to the bondage of the past. Sounds good? Sounds good to me. See, when I was originally preparing this message, what I'd wanted to do was to use it as the opportunity to relaunch what I referred to as the Freedom Ministries or your Isaiah 61 Ministries. And they're ministries that already exist within the Yieldside family, um, but we just wanted to make more people aware that they were available and what they were about, because our goal always has been and always will be to see everyone walk in the freedom and fullness of what the blood of Jesus Christ has purchased for them. So what are the freedom ministries? Well, there's good old-fashioned pastoral counseling. There's the connection center. There's the healing event. There's deliverance ministry. There's prophetic and intercession. And then the newest addition, thank you, Jackie Johnson, um, financial freedom. You see, family is a is a core value of Yieldside. And for whatever reason, um, in the past, these ministries had tended to operate in, in silos, kind of individual ministries doing their own thing. And they were effective, and there's no criticism in that regard. But what we really wanted to do was to see those silos come down and these ministries working together more and more as a team, working with each other, with that same goal, as I mentioned, of seeing people set free. And it was starting to work quite nicely before this whole um, sh- sh- um, shutdown happened. And a great example, and thank you, Robin Pippa, I did chat to you and ask you guys if you're okay if I shared a bit of your story. And I hope it's factually correct what I'm sharing right now, but I believe it is. And Robin Pippa are a great example of what these ministries working together should look like and were meant to look like. Um, for those of you that don't know them, get to know them. Um, Rob had been battling. Simply put, um, severe demonic um, oppression um, to such an extent that he would black out and lose hours and, and days of his life. Um, the demonic had one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to destroy Rob, to kill him, and in so doing to inflict as much damage, possibly to destroy Pippa as well. Um, Pippa contacted our deliverance ministry team. Um, they met with Rob. And there was an incredible moment where the demonic that had been terrorizing him for who knows how long left and was replaced by the beautiful, awesome Holy Spirit. 
and Jesus flooded into his life. And see, at that moment, we could have stopped the ministry there, but then uh, Rob realized that having been under this um, demonic oppression for so long, his body had taken a pounding, and physically, um, health-wise, he wasn't in a good space. So he then had an opportunity to connect with the guys from our, our healing event, from the healing team, and God did a miraculous healing in his body. So demonic gone, body healed. Then Pippa, having been through that mill of the man she loves, the man she's with, wrestling with all of these things, hadn't realized what a toll that this had all taken over her mentally, emotionally. And she then um, booked in for a couple of, of sessions with the Connection Center, where you could do an incredible partnering with Holy Spirit and helping to reveal real identity and goal and purpose and, and vision in her, which is really what it's all about. And they both ended up actually um, signing up to do the, the School of Ministry with Awaken Africa. And to me, that's what it looks like, freedom. Now, if you're a, a carpenter, what do they say? You try to fix every problem with a, um, with a hammer. And, and, and that's why we want these ministries to work together so that we've all got our strengths and giftings, um, but we want them to work together with one goal and one goal only, to see the body of Christ free and, and set free. I hope this makes sense so far. And we're also wanting to shift within Hillside of, yes, we're always going to be looking after Hillsiders and the Hillside family. But we also have a call to the community and to reach the lost and to reach others. And I believe these ministries working together are an incredible outreach tool because the world out there needs Jesus. The world out there needs freedom. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. So why wait on the relaunch because we're under lockdown? There's no need. We can effectively administer those ministries now under these conditions. It might take some tweaking. It might take a, a, a bit of an adaption here and there. But these ministries are ready to go and the people involved in them are ready to go. So I'll touch base a little bit more later on, on how practically it's going to work. So the backbone of this message really started when myself and Daphne had the privilege of going to Brazil on a ministry trip a, a few years ago. And I got one of those um, Instagram reminders that you get from time to time of so many years ago on this date. And in November um, was the anniversary of our trip to, uh, to Brazil. I got a pop-up of some pictures um, of an art exhibition we went to when we were in Brazil. And I've tried to find the name of the artist. I've searched, I've looked everywhere, and I haven't had any luck. But the art exhibition was absolutely incredible and what this guy had done or lady had taken over a building I think from memory it was two maybe three stories and with a big courtyard in the middle and, and there was an installation um, that had used the entire building with a kind of different tweaks and and, and, and yeah and, and different art displays but the one that really impacted me was in this one room they had these incredibly realistic sculptures of children probably aged five six around there up till about 13 I think the oldest one was and these kids were playing and interacting and sleeping with monsters and with demons um, I know it sounds a bit shocking uh, but what the artist was wanting to get across was that children are not judgmental and that they are quick and easy to accept, where adults tend to be a bit skeptical. And he was just showing how easy it was for these monsters to be accepted by, um, by these children. And I understand what the artist was trying to say. 
But what the Holy Spirit said to me was something a little bit different. The Holy Spirit said to me that, um, Graham, over the years, you've made friends um, with the monsters in your life. You've made friends with the demons in your life. And what you do is you've just dressed them up in very, very nice clothing and you've made them look pretty and you've made them look nice. But actually, they shouldn't be there. And, and in, in my life at the time, God was speaking to me about fear, where I'd allowed fear to, to creep into to my mind. And those pictures really impacted me. But life goes on and I forgot about it. And I was driving in my car one day and a song came on the radio and some of the lyrics in the song said, I'm friends with a monster that's under my bed. I get along with the voices inside of my head. You're trying to save me. Stop holding your breath. And boom, in an instant, the Holy Spirit took me to the way I felt when I saw that artwork, etc. And I realized that he was true. Now, this might sound a little bit strange to you. I'm not too sure. But biblically, this is solid. This is sound. The Bible refers on many occasions to what's known as familiar spirits. What are familiar spirits? Well, they're spirits, they're the demonic that we've gotten so comfortable with and so used to that they're familiar. And we no longer identify them as being the problem that they really are. So when I originally wanted to do this message, the idea was to be preaching from the pulpit. And on the screen behind me, I wanted to have these pictures. And um, that struck me so much on repeat, on a cycle. And why I wanted to do that is they are so well done. The artwork is so well done that when you originally see the pictures, you're going to get a shock. Oh, what's that? Uh, 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 it doesn't feel right. But after half an hour, after 40 minutes of seeing those pictures on repeat, you'll become comfortable with them, you'll become familiar with them, and even those monsters, those demons that gave you a shock initially, might look quite friendly by the end. And that's the point I wanted to make. And I was going to delay this message till post-lockdown, but then again I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me that maybe... Just maybe, as many of us are doing a spring clean of our house um, during the season, maybe it's time to do a Holy Spirit spring clean and to clear out the monsters from under our bed and maybe to unfriend or to end our relationship with the voices that are, that are in our head. I'm hoping this makes sense to you so far. Now, why does this matter? Why is freedom important? Well, it's the reason Jesus died and rose again, was for us to be free and set free. Our salvation is secured and, the, uh, and, and his aim and purpose is for us to walk in the fullness of the freedom that his life and his sacrifice and his death and resurrection bought for us. As it says in John 8, 36, so if the Son sets you free, you're free through and through. Free through and through. I love the sound of that. And then there's a quote from Lou Engel that speaks to me a lot. And Lou Engel says, um, God had a dream and he wrapped a body around it. And that body's you. So at your birth, God had a plan and a purpose. And by not walking in the fullness and the freedom of everything that uh, Jesus has purchased for you, um, there's a hindrance in you fulfilling the call and the, the destiny that's on your life. And I was again reminded of why this message is important when we had our awesome friends from Signal Church in Cape Town visiting us just before the lockdown. And on the Saturday morning, we were doing some activations. And one of the activations was incredible. So the guy speaking 
asked us to kind of close our eyes and to get into a bit of a restful state, clear the mind, clear the clatter. And then as it speaks in Genesis of the word about how the Holy Spirit was hovering over all of um, creation to kind of picture this. Then to zoom in to a delivery room, a delivery room where 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 baby is is being born, and to see the Holy Spirit over the delivery room, hovering over creation. And what's being created in the delivery room, or it's not being created, but it's being delivered, is the baby being born. And um, as it says in Genesis, um, and God said, "Let there be," etc., etc., etc. So in this case, to look over the delivery room, to imagine the Holy Spirit hovering over that delivery room, and to say, "Let there be." And then fill in your name. So in my case, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the delivery room and saying, let there be Graham. Let there be Daphne. Let there be you fill in the blanks. You see, you were never an accident. You were always intended. You were always on purpose. And God doesn't make any mistakes. And his desire and our desire as being part of your family and your spiritual family and part of your spiritual journey is to see you completely free and walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Then fairly recently, I've been listening to a few teachings. I've been listening to good old Benny Hinn stuff. I love what God's been doing in his life. And he's been through a journey over the last year where he's recanted and repented of a lot of um, the prosperity gospel stuff that he used to teach and where that crossed lines. And I just love his heart and his openness and his willingness to be vulnerable. Um, But I saw an interview with him as part of this process. And he spoke about the impact that the meetings he would attend, uh, the Catherine Kuhlman meetings he would attend, how they impacted his life. And he spoke about how in those meetings, it was like you were in heaven. There was a presence, there was an atmosphere, there was a sense of God where you lost all track of time. Um, things that were unimportant just melted away. Only the things that really, really mattered were hard. It was heaven on earth. But In this interview, you're saying what really challenged him is when these meetings were over and he would walk out the front door, it was almost like, boom, like in Durban on a hot summer's day when the humidity is high and you climb out of your car at the beach, boom, you feel that humidity hit you. It was kind of like the lack of the presence of heaven in the rest of the world versus the intense presence of heaven in those meetings was just such a jolt to the system. And it got me thinking, does it need to be like that? Or can we live a life of heaven on earth where that sense and awareness of God is always with us, always around us? And I think when we call to bring heaven to earth, that's what we call to do, is to more and more, to almost blur those lines where it's heaven on earth. Not just when we're in a meeting, not just when we're in worship, not just when, but in every single aspect of our lives. So if that's God's heart and and, and God's desire for us, well, why doesn't he make it happen? Well, if you're looking at a simple maths equation, and the equation is God's duty plus my responsibility equals heaven on earth. Let me tell you a secret. God's part's done. It's completed. How do I know it's done? Well, it's done. And the Bible tells me it's done. And if you read um, Isaiah 61, I love Isaiah 61. I'm going to read you a summarized version right now. And Isaiah 61 is God's promise to the world of what was coming. Okay, And the mighty spirit of Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor. 
He sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell captives you are free, to tell prisoners be free from your darkness, to comfort all who are in sorrow, to give them a beautiful bouquet in the place of ashes, the oil of bliss instead of tears, the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. They will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness, planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. You will be known as priests of Yahweh and called servants of our God because you received a double dose of shame and dishonor. You will inherit a double portion of endless joy and everlasting bliss. Their seed will be famous amongst the nations, their descendants, the center of attention of the people. All who see them will recognize that they are the seed of Yahweh and he has blessed them with favor. I will sing and greatly rejoice in Yahweh. My whole body vibrates with shouts of joy in my God. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that last line, boom, just hits me. My whole being vibrates with shouts of joy in my God. Let everyone listening to this message right now, let their whole body vibrate with shouts of joy in God. Now you see, that was the promise, Isaiah 61. And then you get the fulfillment in Luke 4. And again, summarizing, when Jesus came to the front to read the scriptures, they handed him a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and read where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me um, to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, new eyes for the blind, and to preach to prisoners, you are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. As he read this, he rolled up the scroll, he handed it back to the minister and he sat down. Everyone stared at Jesus, wondering what he was about to say. Then he added, these scriptures came true today in front of you. So the promise, Isaiah 61, the fulfillment, which is Jesus, God's side of the equation is done. It's done. No more begging. (laughs) No more shouting to God for what you need him to do. His part of the equation is done. And you see, it's difficult for us. I know it's difficult for us. In seasons like this, maybe it's um, highlighted a bit in that we do live in this tension of the promises of God. And then we live in this in-between space between the promises and really walking in there in the fulfillment. And when I last shared with Daphne a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about doing a Bible study on the book of Romans. And I've been taking my advice and doing a Bible study on the book of Romans and loving it. And the tool I've been using is a tool by, by Michael Eaton. And I love the way he explains it where he says, you know, at that moment when our eyes open to who Jesus is and what he's done and we accept what he has done for us. Everything changes and all sin, past, present and future is instantaneously forgiven. The righteousness of Christ is immediately imputed onto us. It's, it it's, <laughs> sounds almost too good to be true, but that's how good our dad is. However, there's always a wrestling that happens thereafter with we are saved, we are fully righteous, our sins are all forgiven. But now there's a wrestling that takes place for us to walk in the fullness of the inheritance that that salvation has purchased for us. And that's really what this is all about. And make a note, pen and paper, go to Romans 8, 18 to 25, read it in detail. 
What it does is it tells how all of heaven is standing there cheering for you, cheering for me, so that we can walk in the fullness of this inheritance that God has purchased for us. Does it sound good? Good. So how do I start this journey of spring cleaning? How do I start this journey of getting rid of these familiar spirits that I've just accepted as being part of my life so that I can really walk in the full presence? Well, baby steps are a good start. Inaction, no value. Doing nothing equals nothing. So even baby steps are great. And probably the best example of baby steps in my own personal life was when I was in my early 20s and I was at um, university, for a number of reasons, I battled with a bout of pretty severe depression and I wasn't in a good space and I, and I wasn't doing well. But someone gave me some incredible sage advice and they said to me, Graham, all I want you to do, don't challenge all the problems you're facing, don't worry about any of that right now. But before you go to bed at night, tidy your bedroom. Make sure everything in your bedroom is tidy before you go to sleep. Sounds a bit silly. Sounds a bit petty. Why does that matter? You know why it matters? Because it gave me something to do. And it gave me control over one area of my life where the rest of my life might have felt like it was out of control. And by gaining control over that area of my life, I then had a building block over which I could then build and gain control over other areas of my life. I hope that makes sense. Because you see, I don't want to be friends with the monsters under my bed. And I don't want a relationship with those voices in my head. The only voice that I want to hear, and my prayer that the only voice that you will hear is the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you, affirming who you are, leading you, guiding you, inspiring you. Now you see the danger with a message like this, and there's an immediate disclaimer, it's not an invitation for navel-gazing, but it's an encouragement to walk in greater freedom. Remember Galatians 5 verse 1, let me be clear, the anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely, wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of, of the past. How cool is that? And my prayer again for you, and Holy Spirit, I'm really asking that as people are prepared to tackle this challenge of, of, of walking in greater freedom, I speak death to the spirit of condemnation, shame, and guilt. There's no space for that here. Romans 8 verse 1 says, So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus. Who are they? Well, they are you. You are joined in life union with Jesus because you said yes to him and what he has done for you. So there's no condemnation for you. And Isaiah 1 verse 18 says, Come, let us reason. Your deep crimson red sins are now like bright fallen snow. So guilt, shame, condemnation, and what tends to come with that is a bit of defensiveness. Be gone, be gone, be gone in Jesus' name. But let Holy Spirit conviction, let the spirit of truth and honesty arise. Lord, I pray right now that as people are prepared to allow you to highlight areas in their life where they have partnered with things that are not of you and areas in their life where they've accepted more and more compromise rather than walking in the fullness of and freedom of what you've purchased for them. I pray that you, beautiful Holy Spirit, will highlight those things to them in a loving, kind, gentle way 
like only you can do. Now, you know, Holy Spirit's been talking to me, and I don't think this comes as a surprise to many to you, but he's told me that he's already doing this. And I, I think a lot of people during lockdown have found um, a bit of examining taking place in what they think, what they believe, what they go after. Um, certain areas of our personalities, perhaps we were a little bit um, rebellious, are being highlighted. Issues regarding to anger are being um, highlighted. Um, when we've got so much time to watch all the streaming services um, and channels on TV, um, maybe there's certain programs that we're watching where lines have gotten crossed, but We've just become so immune to that over the years that we're okay with it. Now, this is not speaking legalism over anyone. This is speaking freedom. And if you want to be free, you need to break the chains of the things that are holding you back, even if you like the things that are holding you back. Because what you're giving up compared to what you're stepping into is incomparable, as the word tells us. And this is about freedom, 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 freedom. Sure, sorry, I'm just so aware of the Holy Spirit right now and uh, I'm just aware of him touching people that are listening to this as, as, as we speak and it's good and it's good and it's good. So you see, how do we know if these thoughts we have, these aspects of our personality, which we've always just said, oh, it's just my nature, it's just my personality, how do we know if actually they're not good? And if we're really honest, and the blood of Jesus comes on our lives, these are things that we shouldn't want to be, be free of. Well, pray. Pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to highlight those things to you, and he will. And, and most of these things are very, very subtle. The, the enemy doesn't come to you as a roaring whatever or a, as this big monster. No, no, no. It's, it's the subtle. It's the, it's the little foxes. Um, Holy Spirit will explain that to you better than, um, than what I can. Um, look at your behavioral patterns. Look at your personality. Look at your actions and say, is this rooted in Jesus or not? If it's not rooted in Jesus, is it something that I really want to be part of my life? I'm not that sure. Go to Galatians 5 again and look at the fruits of, of the Spirit. And does this aspect of my person, oh, I'm just a passionate person fireball that's that's good but a passionate fireball that crosses the line into anger and using foul language and are you sure weigh that up against the fruits of spirit in in, in galatians 5 and then the one test that um jesus asked me to do some time back is how does this attach to the personality of who jesus is so can this behavior can this trait can i merge it with how i understand jesus to be and if not then maybe, just maybe, it's not so great. Practically, guys, um, allow Holy Spirit to talk to you. Don't be afraid. Don't fall into condemnation. Get excited about walking in greater freedom. And if you're struggling, and if you're getting stuck, reach out to those in your family that really know you. Reach out to your friendship circle. Um, reach out to your home group. But please be open, be honest and real in, in your conversations. And if you're still stuck, well, like any issue in your side where you're stuck and you don't know where to go and who to turn to, just ask Faye. Just ask Faye. I've spoken to Faye beforehand. And if you have any need for pastoral counseling, for connection center, for physical healing, for deliverance, 
for prophetic and intercessory input, for financial freedom, we have the resources. And I'm not going to list everyone's name and contact details and everything now. Um, just ask Faye, and she will pass on your request to the, the necessary to the necessary person so that you can get the ministry and the help and the assistance that you need. How will that look like under lockdown? Well, we don't know. We'll have a look at it on a case-by-case basis, and it depends on what technology you have access to, but we'll find a way because our desire and God's desire is for you to be free. And man, when his desire and our desire and your desire to be free merge together, then bam, anything's possible and likely. Wow. Wow. That's my message for you guys today. And I I hope it's really, really helpful. And just in summary, say no to condemnation and say yes to possibility. Don't get lost in navel gazing. Really, don't. Allow the Holy Spirit to do the gazing. Allow Holy Spirit to highlight. One tip of advice in my own life. Make the main thing the main thing. I've learned that in my life. So let the tip of the arrow in your life be the gifting, the calling, and the anointing that God has placed on you. And it might sound weird. So I'm wanting the Holy Spirit to highlight issues in my life. So what do I need to do? Well, allow the Holy Spirit to do that. And while you are waiting, save the lost, cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead, disciple others, allow them to disciple you. In short, be to others what you need them to be to you. And my experience has shown when you make the main thing the main thing, take the focus off you and onto others and onto Jesus. That's when incredible things happen. In fact, as I'm sharing right now, God's showing me an image and it's an an image and it's a, you know, those Roman sculptors, sculptures you used to get. Now, this one's got no head. It's not a bad thing. It just means it applies to everyone, not to a specific person. And I see a sculpture of a torso. But I see the torso has got its arms crossed like that. And the Holy Spirit's saying, because those arms are crossed, I don't have access to that person's heart. Then I see a change in that statue. And I see the arms unfolding because this person is reaching down to help someone else. So they're reaching down to help someone and to pull them up. But by them reaching down, they're opening themselves up. So the Holy Spirit is able to touch them. So the Holy Spirit is able to impact them. So the Holy Spirit is able to change them. You see, God loves you just the way you are. But maybe he loves you too much just to stay exactly the way you are. That's something for you and Holy Spirit to chat about. Guys, that's my message. I've got so much more to say, but we do have to honor time constraints. Um, especially when we are uploading these messages. So that's me done. Just know that I love you. I know that Daphne loves you. Know that our kids love you. Know that all the other leadership in, in the hillside loves you. And reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out. Reach out to us. We'll find a way to make it work. Allow Holy Spirit to touch you in ways like he's never touched you before. And be free, be free, be free, be free. That, 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 that personality trait, that quirk that you have, some of those make you uniquely who you are and they are wonderful. But those that don't line up with who Jesus is and what he's done, 
It's time for them to be gone. It's time for them to be gone. It's time for you to be free. And it's time for you to be walking in the fullness of everything that the blood of Jesus has purchased for you. Go. Go, guys. Go, girls. Go and change the world. Let heaven invade earth in your home, in your space, and everywhere you go. Because that's dad's desire. Let it become your desire. And watch what happens. Please send some testimonies, because I do believe that Holy Spirit's been touching a number of people that have heard this message today. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.